Hey, Secrets of Success listeners, Deanna here. Thank you all so much for joining us. Well, today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. See, NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. Now, how many of you can use some additional information so you can make smarter decisions with your money? It's okay. I'll be the first to raise my hand. Because the nerds have helped me get smarter about things like saving on travel. Because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night, maybe a a small shopping spree or a fancy dinner or two. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Also, boosting my credit score, since good credit is like a real-life cheat code, seriously, like a real-life cheat code, and then saving for an emergency fund because life is like a good movie. It just loves a good plot twist. So listen to Merrick Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Welcome to a journey of transformation empowerment. You're listening to Antonio T. Smith Jr. Where ideas ignite, change, and possibilities are endless. Before we dive into today's episode, we have something special for our listeners. Today's podcast is brought to you by groundbreaking book, that's reshaping the conversation around Black economic empowerment. It's Resegregation, Volume 1. The Power Matrix. A master plan for Black group economics with wealth creation. Authored by visionary Antonio T. Smith, Jr. Antonio isn't just an author. He's a former top-secret combat special operations intelligence sergeant turned millionaire. His life work championed the economic autonomy and wealth creation within black communities. In this seminal work, dedicated to teachings of Dr. Claude Anderson, Antonio outlines a comprehensive blueprint covering critical sectors like finance, technology, manufacturing, and more. He blends military discipline with acute understanding of systematic disparity. This isn't just a book. It's a movement. A call to action to create lasting wealth and reshaping the economic narrative. Antonio's vision is clear drive a significant shift toward black ownership and control. Listeners, if you've ever wondered about innovative strategies for wealth creation or how technological transformation can uplift the black communities, then this book is for you. Join Antonio Smith Jr. on the transformative journey. Pick up your copy of The Resegregation Volume 1, The Power Matrix, today and be a part of the reshaping future. Now, let's dive into the episode 
and explore the possibilities that await us. Well, folks, Antonio T. Smith Jr. is doing it again. He's done it again. Yes, he has. Giving away so much knowledge just to help you succeed. Walk out of the middle class. Become a multimillionaire. He is giving away his book just for you. The name of that book, The Richest Man in the Trash Can. You want to make sure you get this book. Here's why. If you are someone who is tired, frustrated, irritated of the day-to-day schedule of waking up, going to work, going back home, going to sleep, just to do it all over again, not being able to spend time with your family, you just got married, you just had kids, or you take care of your parents and you're not there to do it, this is the book for you. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen, this book is free 99 yes you heard me free 99 okay <laughs> all you for free yes free 99 all you have to do is just pay shipping and handling that's it $9.95 just to get your free book this book is a life changer I'm trying to tell you guys everything in this book is what Antonio taught myself in grace that enabled us to retire yes we are retired and we haven't even hit our 40s yet Woo! I'm just saying. I got a few months to go. Don't worry about it. Shh. Don't nobody need to know that, girl. <laughs> you don't look it. That's it. Go get it. Go get it and walk yourself out of the middle class into the life you deserve. Walk yourself into abundance. Abundance is freedom, and this book is your journey out. You can plant better. You can dominate. Welcome, welcome, you all. Good evening to you all. Welcome to tonight's Let's Talk Tuesday. I am Grace, but I am not your speaker for the evening. I have the privilege of introducing your speaker for the evening. She is a great friend, my road dog, the one I go to all the time when I have a question because she knows a lot of stuff. And she is going to wow us this evening with what has been given to her to give to us. My best friend, co-worker, teammate, and business partner of the Dean Marie Group, Miss Deanna Mitchell. Thank you, thank you, Miss Gracie May. We were having a conversation in the office this morning and Antonio brought up a few amazing points. He brought up our blind spots and he brought up how we notice our blind spots But also during that conversation, he says something, and then he said, you're just at the mercy of the wind. And that stuck out to me. Because how many of us are actually at the mercy of the wind? See, when you're a minor, you're totally at the mercy of your parents. Completely. You just have no choice. When you travel public transportation, you're always at the mercy of the driver, you're at the mercy of the captain of the boat, the captain of the plane, you're at the mercy of the weather. When someone is on trial for something, their fate is completely at the mercy of the jury. In your life, 
Are you currently at the mercy of the wind? Are you a drifter with no purpose, no goals, no destination? You're just going wherever the wind takes you? I used to be that person. I literally lived day by day. My whole thing was, you know what? I'm just going to take life day by day, and whatever happens, happens. But I'm going to live my life, you know, and doing that left me lost. I made no decisions. I went to sleep. I woke up. I got dressed. I went to work, came home. If I got a text message or a phone call from a homegirl, I was at the club. If I got a text message or a phone call from the dude I was dating, we was going out. I was back at home. Sometimes I didn't even go home. I literally was living at the mercy of the wind. But as I grew older, as I matured, I realized that this was not the life to live. I had dreams. I had goals. I had aspirations. I wanted to be a veterinarian. First off, veterinarian. Do you know? Do you know how long you have to go to school to be a veterinarian? It's just like going to school to be a doctor. But the difference is your patients can't talk to you. And that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a veterinarian. I wanted to I I literally knew I was going to have like acres of land. I was going to have this huge house. I was going to have this barn. I was going to have a cow, not some cows. I was going to have a cow because I wanted fresh milk. I was going to have a few chickens because I wanted fresh eggs. I was going to have a pig. You know, we all want our bacon. We all want our pork chops. (laughs) And I was going to have horses galore because horses were such a wonderful creature to me. They lived and breathe by their own rules. They ran with the wind. They had no restrictions. They had all the freedoms in the world. Now, I'm not referring to the horses that you see in in the field, the horses that you see when you're driving down the street. No, I'm not talking about those horses. I'm talking about the ones that are literally in the wild, the ones whose mane is untamed, whose hooves do not have... Um, Horse, they don't have horseshoes. Their, their manes are untamed. They've never been brushed. They literally just live by their own code. And, and that's what I saw. That's what I saw for myself. But see, when you live at the mercy of the wind, you end up, just like that famous quote from Dr. Le- from the doctor, from Mr. Les Brown, the richest place in the world is in the graveyard. And the reason being is because those people live at the mercy of the wind. They lived at the mercy of their parents. They lived at the mercy of the public transportation. They lived at the mercy of friends, family. They lived at the mercy of everybody else. The the reason is because being at the mercy of the wind means that you make no decisions. You follow no path. You, you literally just Wherever the breeze takes you, you you have no focus, and you have no angles. A while ago, I was reading this book called Outwitting the Devil 
by Napoleon Hill. And Napoleon Hill was sitting there asking the devil questions. You know, why do you do this? How do you do that? What, who, who are the people that are easy for you to trap? And he said he goes after the drifters. The ones who are at the mercy of the wind, the ones who are easily swayed, the ones who don't take care of themselves, the ones who don't listen to the inner them. And I, when Antonio said that this morning, I really had to stop and think like, Diana, once upon a time, you lived at the mercy of the wind. But the question is, are you still living at the mercy of the wind? Yes, while you do have some things that are rooted in soil, rooted deeply, there's no way you can say you're at the you're you're rooted because there's still parts of your life where whichever way the wind blows, that's the way you go. So in your life, are you currently at the mercy of the wind? Are you a drifter? Are you rooted? To a point where no matter which way the wind blows, you may sway just a little bit, but you're still rooted exactly where you need to be. No matter how hard the wind blows, you just sway and you get right back in place. Or are you so thinly rooted to whichever way the wind blows, that's the way you fall? Do you do whatever someone else tells you to do? Are you still living by, excuse my verbiage, the bullshit rules that were put in front of you as a child? Are you still there? Have you released all of that? Have you rooted yourself deeply in the ground to where the wind has no effect on you? See, in life, you may lose a few leaves. You may sway a little bit here and there because the wind, when it blows, sometimes it blows strong, but you're still rooted. Being, being at the mercy of the wind, it looks like indecisiveness. You're asked a question, but you, you don't have an answer. You have two battling thoughts in your head, but you can't choose which one. Heck, <laughs> being at the mercy of the wind is not even knowing what you want to eat. Being indecisive means you, you're still holding two things in your hand. So you can't root yourself in anything if you've got two things in your hand. Your hands, you, you, they close. They, they can't go. You can't grab anything else. You can't grab the ground. You can't grab anything else around you because you're too busy holding on to something. But if you let go and decide on one, you can plant that and root yourself right there so you don't sway at the mercy of the wind. Being at the mercy of the wind means you're not focused. The smallest thing can come your way and knock you off your path. The smallest emotion can hit you and you're broken for the rest of the day. The smallest comment can completely shift your entire day. That's, that's being at the mercy of the wind because now you're at the mercy of that thought. You're at the mercy of that comment. You're at the mercy of whatever happened in my day. 
you're not focused. You don't have one thing you're focusing on. You have 50 million things with no end inside and you just, you're all over the place. You easily lose focus because you're not rooted in just one thing. While you may think, you know, if this is what I'm going to do, but are you focused on that end goal? Because when you get focused on that end goal, you're rooted in that end goal. You're rooted there and there's nothing that will slay you. No matter how strong the wind blows, your end goal is it. When you're at the mercy of a wind, you're a people pleaser. You're a yes man. If somebody says, hey, can you do this? And you know you have something you need to focus on. You're like, oh, yeah, sure. Because you know what? I got that. I, I can do this later. No. That's being at the mercy of whoever is around you at that time. That's being at the mercy of that person and not being focused. Being at the mercy of the wind is having no defining moment. Nothing that defines your legacy, nothing that defines where you're going, nothing that says when I get here, I know I'm almost there. When you're at the mercy of the wind, you do nothing for yourself. You do nothing to better yourself. You do nothing to better your appearance, your health, your wealth, your spirituality, your mindset. You do nothing to better who you are. Being at the mercy of the wind literally means that. It literally means you walk outside of your door every day and whichever way the wind blows, that's the way you go. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know about you, but I'm tired of being at the mercy of the wind. <sighs> you get to a point where you get tired of being blown this way and blown that way. You get tired of getting knocked over by the wind because you're not rooted. You get tired of blaming everybody else for something that's your fault because you didn't make a decision. You get tired of getting your head chopped off every single day because you didn't give the best of you. You get tired of you. You get tired of waking up every morning with no end goal, not knowing what you're going to do, where you're going to go. So I don't know about you, but I'm ready to root myself. And this is how I'm going to do it. You do it your way, I'm going to do it my way. And how I'm going to start is I'm going to make a decision. The first decision is, I'm no longer at the mercy of the wind. The second decision is, it's time for me to actually take better care of myself. We did a no sugar, no carbs fast months ago. And while, yes, I started it, did I complete it? No, I did not. Because I was at the mercy of the wind. 
I made a decision to start, but I never made the decision to finish. Antonio gets on me every day because he knows I sneak sugar every chance I get. Every chance. A little cup of tea here, you know, a little, little cookie over here, you know, some pasta over here. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, pasta does have sugar in it. I just want you to know it's a carb, carb turn into sugar. Just, just a heads up. Sandwiches, all that. Because I never made the decision to finish. So that's one of the biggest things that we have a problem with in making decisions. We make a decision to start every day, all day, but we never make a decision to finish. And ladies and gentlemen, when you don't make a decision to finish, you are still at the mercy of the wind. Because when you start, if the wind blows you this way, you're going to still go that way, but you started. When you start, if the wind blows this way, you're still going to go that way, but you started. But see, you weren't rooted in that decision. You didn't root yourself in that decision because you didn't make the decision to finish. And because you didn't make the decision to finish, you were still at the mercy of the wind. So the first thing I'm going to do to root myself is make a decision to finish. The second thing I'm going to do for myself is have a defined moment so I know where my finish is. See, you can make a decision to finish, but what are you finishing? Are you finishing that plate of food you just fixed? Because I make that decision every day. (laughs) Every day. But have I made a decision to actually reach my defining moment? My defining moment is to have a legacy for my son. And while, yes, I made the decision to start, did I make the decision to finish? See, we always think about the long road ahead when we get to the finish line, but as Antonio has taught us on a consistent basis that all of the books that we've read, all of the the keynotes that we've heard, all of the personal development that we've ever listened to in our life, it always lets us know that you never lose focus on the finish line because the wind will sway you when you look at what's around you. If you look at the person to the left of you, if you look at the person to the right of you, you lose, you lose your footing and the wind can sway you and knock you off your feet. So the, the next thing I'm going to do is make a decision to finish and reach my defining moment. The next thing I'm going to do to root myself is learn how to say no. While, yes, I have gotten better, I'm still not, I have still yet to master it. I still say yes to things that I know I shouldn't. I still say yes to things that leave me drifting. I still say yes to things that have no, nothing to do with my defining moments, have nothing to do with reaching my, reaching my finish line. And ultimately, I'm going to root myself by doing better, by taking care of myself and making the decision to follow through with that. See, my weight has swayed up and down over the years. And I remember a comment my grandmother made to me. It was two comments she made. The first one she told me, she said, you're too skinny, you need to eat more. I took that literally. 
And over over a two month span over the summer, oh, I ate <laughs> and I ate and I ate. And then I was told you looking a little pudgy. So see, because I wasn't decisive in my decision, I was easily swayed. I was at the mercy of the wind. And I never made a decision when it came to me and my health. So I'm still at the mercy of the wind when it comes to me and my health. So now I'm going to make the decision to root myself in my decision to finish taking better care of myself. To eat better, to do by me, because one of the things we don't realize is we're always being watched by somebody. However, the way you sway with the wind is the same way they will. Whether you're a parent or not, there's still somebody that looks up to you. There's still somebody that follows you. There's still somebody that looks to you and say, that's the way to live. So what are you teaching them? Are you teaching them to pick up a fork every time something goes wrong? Or are you teaching them to be strong and not easily swayed by the wind because you made the decision? to only focus on the finish line. So no matter what happens around you, it can be a tornado, but you still rooted deep because you know where you're going. When you're a minor, you're totally at the mercy of your parents. When you travel by public transportation, you are totally at the mercy of the driver, the captain of the boat, the captain of the airplane, and you're totally at the mercy of the weather. When you're in front of a judge, you're totally at the mercy of the jury. So ladies and gentlemen, I ask you today, in your life, are you still currently at the mercy of the wind? Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining me this evening for Let's Talk Tuesday. All right, Marie. Woo, woo. All right. If anyone has any questions, comments, or just wants to pour back into Deanna, the floor is now yours. Miss Susan, go ahead. That was that was amazing. That was really amazing, Deanna. Um, you know, showing your vulnerability, first of all. And, you know, the areas in your life that you know and that you're not there yet and sharing that with all of us. And we all have those things. And, um, you know, that you recognize those. You recognize what you did early on and you're still so young <clears throat> that, you know, you can get on top of all those others and you're recognizing those as well. Um, you know, I see people in situations here in Florida, you know, when I run walk with uh, my dogs in the morning and uh, we're going through Main Street and downtown and uh, there are fountains there and, you know, I kind of ease by, go quietly by the ones um, where there are benches near the fountains because the homeless are sleeping there. And they're just starting to wake up or they're not awake yet or they're trying to wash themselves there in the fountain a little bit. And I, I think about them and I think, how did they get here? You know, why are they here? Um, 
and then I'll go around the corner and I'll see a lady getting out of her car with some children. She's tucked in there between some buildings and trees. And I think, how did they get here? And I pray for each of them as I go along. And then I see the ones, you know, standing on the corners of the streets. And that's a different breed there. You know, they're begging. And it could be that they need drugs. So, you know, we're told not to give them money, but to give them a care package with, with um, some little supplies in there. There's one homeless man that Phil and I would drive by and see him, and he was so nice in another area behind it, in the same place. And Phil took him a blanket and some socks, and, you know, he's so kind. And, you know, it just you wonder how these people get in these situations and that's when it gets to the very end when you have nothing and you're homeless and you have no food and you know you're eating ketchup and mustard and going through the trash um, and I see that all the time here so what you're saying you know we can slip up and we can really slip up so very very nice um, well done thank you for sharing you're amazing. I mean, thank you, Miss Susan. You know, you have a gift. You have a true gift in speaking. Diana, thank you. Yes, sir. <clears throat> you were calm. You were powerful, and you were visual. And very rarely do you see those three ingredients in a single presentation. That was absolutely incredible what you just did. I think to the point that I believe that everyone who's currently in the ATS family of businesses and everyone that chooses to become a part of the ATS family of businesses, watching what you just did is required. It was that wow, good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> Gee, Phil. How can I follow that? <laughs> uh, Diana, Diana, Diana. Um, for all of you who are listening, uh, I am a married man. But Diana, you are an amazing woman. An amazing woman. And you killed that girl. You just, from start to finish, you slayed it. And as I listened to you, I re listen to me, I reflected over my entire life listening to you talk. And I said to myself, Jerome, you need to hear this message. Because when you were 19 years old, that's exactly where you were. You were at the caution of the wind, tossed to and fro, everything in your life. And then you woke up one day and says, I'm not going to do this anymore. But you know what's interesting? I love the way you brought it home in the sense of, there's still some things I got to work on. There's still some things that, girl, oh, I, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it because there's still some things I have to work. As strong as I am, as powerful as I know I am, you made me stop and examine everything. I said, Jerome, still some things you got to work on. And I thank you, and I thank you, and I thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much, Jerome. Thank you. Dr. Clark? 
Hey, Deanna. <clears throat> hey, Doc. So long since I was able to jump on here and you were great. I agree with all of the sentiments that have been offered. I am not a married woman and you are amazing. <laughs> I uh, read an article today that was talking about um, the tendency of people to jump on bandwagons and how that's how we keep change from occurring in our lives because we take what is prescriptive for everyone and try to apply it to ourselves. And we may be extraordinary. We may be the one thing that isn't supposed to go with that particular win. And when I was listening to you, it made me, like Jerome said, I was kind of just taking an assessment of my life and just thinking, okay, well, if Deanna is struggling with this and she's far more connected and living her dream more than me, then I need to see where in my life I may be going with the wind. And I need to catch that before I'm going with the wind. <laughs> but I, uh, <laughs> I really appreciate you attending to Antonio when he was talking this morning and pulling out exactly what the group listening to you on this evening needed. I'm going to take it and chew on it with the rest of the stuff I'm chewing on. And you have been quite helpful and I appreciate it. So thank you very much. Thank you very much, Dr. Shannon R. Clark. Thank you. All right. In the comments, Deanna, Darren said there is peace in your voice. Profound. I know, Darren, were you able to speak or did you want to have something else to say? All right. Anyone Thank you else? Thank you very much, Mr. Darren. Okay. Good stuff. Anyone else would have a question, a comment, or would just like to score back into Deanna? All right. Well, before we go, Dee Marie, awesome job as always. Let me tell you something. Get out of my house, okay? Get out of there. You get out of my house, okay? Oh, Darren, go ahead. I'm going to tell her to get out of my house later. Go ahead, Darren. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna be very brief. Me and my son, we're doing homework right now. I'm gonna be very brief. Um, I just thank you uh, for not only what you touched on today, but just uh, your consistency and sharing your thoughts and sharing your truth. And I want you to know that I appreciate you and that um, I just thank God for you and uh, continue to do what you're doing. And uh, as long as I have opportunities to chime in, um, I got front row seats and I'm grateful for that. So take care. Thank you, Darren. Thank you very much. All right. Michelle G said, okay, you said you stole it. Thank you. So great, great job. All right. As I was saying, Dean Marie, hold on now. Just, okay, you was, you was hitting, hitting me all in the, in the facial area. But it was good needed. I, 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 <laughs> I do thank you. But uh, Shannon touched on something where we uh, sometimes see what other people are doing and then you wonder, well, I wonder if I need to do that too. I just did that Sunday. Shannon and I are, in, you know, we attend the same church. We grew up together and we're in the same Sunday school class. And she pulled out a book that she's reading and it looked interesting to me. And I was telling myself, huh, I wonder if I need to get that book. But then I told myself, no, 
you don't need to get that book just because you, 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 one of your best friends got that book. That is for her. That is that is what she is going uh, going through and, and uh, have in her mind right now and on her heart to read about and to apply in her life. That's not, that may not be for you right now. So just because your friend got it, don't mean you need to get it right now either. That's the whole going with the wind. So uh, I checked myself on that one, but this was very much needed for myself as well, along with what with, with, uh, Mr. Romy Rome said. There are some things that I do need to work on um, with the blowing of the wind, the indecisiveness, the, um, the going alone to get alone, and to really make that decision to not do that anymore, to make that decision, to make a decision, period. <laughs> to sit with that decision and to have that plan of this is waking up in the morning or before I'm going to sleep saying this is this is my goal for tomorrow. This is my goal for the rest of the week. So this really helped me out. Uh, Dean Marie, thank you so much. Is there anyone else who had a question, comment, or wanted to pour back into Miss Diana? All right. Well, B. Marie, you have final words? Out of the mouth of our wonderful CEO, Mr. Antonio T. Smith, Jr., you can plant better, you can dominate. All right. To those of you, we'll see you in a few moments for the uh, Bureau of Dominant Speakers. Everyone take care. See you there. See you there. Our next guest is the CEO of a Facebook competitor. It is called MeWe. It is a next-gen social platform with a focus on privacy. The company has surpassed 5.5 million members. CEO Mark Weinstein with us now in a Fox Business exclusive. Welcome to the program, Mark. Glad to have you with us. So why the focus on privacy or taking advantage of Facebook's public stumbles? Well, Deirdre, I'm one of the guys who invented social networks, and it was never, social networks were never invented to be what we call now surveillance capitalism, which is what Facebook is. Their members are not customers to serve, their data to sell and data to target. So it really, MeWe is a full, fully, you know, fledged uh, social network with all the features people love. The privacy is a, our privacy bill of rights. We don't sell your data. We don't target you. We don't mess up your news feeds. We have a freemium business model, so everything you love is free. And you can, you know, traditional capitalism, great capitalism. You can spend money on in-app purchases, or you can just enjoy the free service. There's nothing, you know, you can't be targeted for your vote or your opinion. Um, it's social media the way it was meant to be. So then, Mark, honestly, how do you make money? Because we all know when we use Facebook, it's free for the user, but we know because we are not paying that we become the product. So that Facebook is gathering data on That's us, right. and I think some people even say Facebook isn't a social company, it's a data company. But then how do you make money? Are people paying your company for subscriptions? No, no, it's very important. MeWe is free forever. But now we know that the freemium model works, and MeWe is, we're doing great with revenue. We have 2,800 free emojis, but we've got great custom emojis, custom stickers. So live people voice pay you for videos, those. A pay option. 
Right, and, and live voice, live video, secret encrypted chat. Uh, MeWe pages are $1.99 a month, but you reach 100% of your followers all the time. So for $24 a month, you don't have to boost anything. So if you have 500,000 followers or 5,000 followers or 10 million followers, you reach everybody. At Facebook, you reach 5%. you got to pay to boost, and then their algorithm messes the whole thing up anyhow. So MeWe is really true, pure social media. It's social networking done right, and people love it. So. Yeah, we're growing organically with no ads, and, and, and we're not even marketing MeWe, and we're growing by tens of thousands of people every day. So, Mark, we have some stats about your company. As you're speaking, five and a half million users right now, which is impressive. But how are you going to keep growing that? Because one telephone is not so fun. Two telephones work. Basically, you need more people to sign up. Well, people are signing up, Deirdre, every day. And here's the beautiful thing about MeWe. So we also have some major, major deals that are not announced with some huge influencers worldwide. But even without them, we grew 405%. Last year, we're targeting, you know, we actually target, we'll have over 30 million members by the end of this year, over 150 million by the end of next year. We're growing twice as fast already this year. And people also move in groups. This is really, we have never seen something like this. So constituencies move to people. So many people are censored or blocked or violated on Facebook and they all move to MeWe. So it, the growth is fantastic. Quick question, Mark. You say Facebook as an aside should not be broken up. Why is that? Listen, we compete with Facebook great. Snap competes with Facebook. Twitter competes with Facebook. Breaking up Facebook doesn't solve the problem that they are a surveillance company transacting data. By the way, also transacting data from non-members. They track all of us. Remember, the Cambridge Analytica CEO said they had data on 230 million adult, really every adult in America. Now, Facebook's new rules that you talked about today, that's a bunch of BS. Facebook has had rules the whole time. They break their rules all the time. That's the problem. The rules right. of Facebook mean nothing. Mark, we thank you very much for the time. Thanks for joining us. Congratulations on the growth. Thank you, Deirdre. I'm not sure if you already know this, but you're already absolutely perfect. You're already absolutely great. And you're already living in massive abundance. The most important things that you have is not what you have. It's not what you do. It's what you know. Because the people who do know what you need to know to leave the middle class, they're in the top 1%. And they control 96% of the world's income. 97% of this world is trading time for money, and that is not the way to become rich, it's not the way to become wealthy, and it is absolutely not the way to leave the middle class. There are 7.8 billion people in the world right now, and they all wanna learn how to make money and how to leave the middle class. But the way to become a master at anything is to learn all the rules and then bend them to your favor. Right now in this world, there are 2,057 billionaires, right now. So if you think becoming a billionaire is, a, is impossible, that's 2,057 people that have already proved that impossibility incorrect. And if you think that's crazy, there are 46.8 million millionaires in the world, worldwide right now. Now think about that. 46.8 million millionaires, and that number grows 1,730 millionaires every single day. Money is everywhere. You don't need to max out your credit cards. You don't need to borrow from granddad and grandma. Just look behind me. Look at all the wealth sitting behind me in this junkyard. It's insane 
how much money is everywhere, and you don't need to go out there and beg, bar, and steal to get it. You just need to know the rules of making money and how to leave the middle class. Essentially, all you need to know is the algorithm of making money, the rules of making money. All you need to know is what to do and how to do it, and you can leave the middle class. Any industry, yoga, golf, underwater basket weaving, clipping fingernails, it doesn't matter. All you have to do is know how to do it, how to get it done, and then find somebody that will teach you how to do it, how to get it done, and you will be able to leave the middle class. If you're not getting my point, it's real simple. Whatever you have up here, as long as you understand the rules of leaving the middle class, as long as you understand how to get money, you can take what's up here and get wealthy for what you already have. Right now, the very thing you know up here is already being searched a thousand times a second on Google. Someone right now, actually 1,730 people right now, are gonna become a millionaire from the stuff that you have in your head. Why can't this be you? I mean, it's 1,730 people with your ideas that are no better than you, that are gonna leave the middle class, become a millionaire. Why are you not next? So how do we do this? How do we take what you know and apply it to objective money-making secrets and then allow you to leave the middle class? How do we take you from where you are and let you escape to where you wanna go? So how do we make all this money or take all this knowledge from the Warren Buffers, from the Elon Musk, how do we take everything that everyone before you has done and how do we take all of that and then put it in your head so you can leave a legacy for your family? My name is Antonio T. Smith Jr. 32 years ago, I lived in a trash can. That's right, from six to 14, I had no running water, no electricity, no anything. And somehow I'm in the top 1% today. Not because I had the right background, not because I had a silver spoon in my mouth, simply because being homeless made me learn how to make money. I retired when I was 29 years old. I'm more than likely younger than you. I'm one of the top 1% income earners in one of the richest countries in the world. What I learned how to do when I was six years old was learn how to generate enough money to eat some cookies so I wouldn't die to death from starvation. From there, I learned how to go from cookies to a meal, from a meal to clothes, to clothes, to shelter, to everything else that supplied my necessary needs. When I was six, I was forced to learn how to make money, and now that's what I'm gonna do and help you do. I've seen amazing results. I have my own economy. I've homeschooled my own children, and I wrote a book that teaches you every single thing that I know about making money, every single thing that other people know about making money, and most importantly, all the stuff that we don't tell you. Because the truth is, and you know it like I know it, the most honest, the most hardworking, unselfish people on planet Earth live in the middle class. Yet, your honesty, your unselfishness, your devout religion going self is not enough to get to the top 1% and that's not fair. The second half of my life has been not about how much money I make, but how I will be remembered from all the money that I have made. And I've been trying to teach everybody how to get out the middle class. I'm the crazy guy famous on the internet for trying to create 100,000 millionaires. I've created eight so far. I got a ninth one on the way, all the way from India. That's pretty cool. And what I want to tell you is something very simple. It's been hard. 
It's been absolutely hard to help people leave the middle class, not because of the people, because the system would rather keep you being someone else's money instead of you having your own economy and having the money come find and flow to you. It was frustrating because I knew that anybody can make money. And if you knew what I knew, you would change your life. Over the last few years, I built a large following of over half a million people every month that pay me to actually, for me, to give them advice. Well, that's been exciting for me. And the cool thing is, I've created thousands of six-figure earners. I've created millionaires. I've created people who can live their dreams and hold on to their legacies. And now my eyes are on you to create you to what you need to be great. I have been teaching my principles and these principles to hundreds of thousands of people around the world, every country, all continents, and anyone who has taken them seriously, written them down and applied them, have a 100% success rate of leaving the middle class. I've taught these secrets to my following and my inner network, and I've watched them go from four figures to five figures, five figures to six figures, seven figures all the way to eight. Everything that I've ever learned, everything I've ever learned from millionaire mentors, billionaire mentors, and everything I learned from being homeless, and everything that got me into the top 1%, I have placed inside of a book. To date, it is the longest book that I've ever written, the most best book that I've ever written, and that book is called The Richest Man and the Trash Can, and I'm offering it to you today for free. This book is gonna show you how to become wealthy into the top 1% and leave the middle class. This book is gonna give you a step-by-step -step plan if you're 30 years old, all the way to 70 years old, how to get into the top 1%. If you're a teenager, how to get to the top 1%. If you're a millennial, how to get to the top 1%. It's gonna teach you how to make six figures immediately, teach you how to get to a million dollars immediately, and all that good stuff. Plus, I'm gonna give you the 36 objective laws of leaving the middle class. Plus, I'm gonna give you every last one of my secrets that have made me rich. You have to understand that leaving the middle class is the most important fight that you're gonna have in your life. And to be honest with you, and you can kind of relate to this, it almost takes $450,000 a year just to be broke in America. And that's just in America. If you don't leave the middle class, which is actually an illusion, then you are gonna have a really hard time. Think about it for a second. Some of, most of you are gonna be watching this are gonna be baby boomers, and you've been sold a bad check. They lied to you. Your retirement was not enough for you to live comfortable, and I'm gonna give you this book for free so you can figure out how to triple your retirement and then quadruple your retirement, and then as Grant Cardone would say, 10 extra retirement so you can live the life that's worthy of you. I want you to remember that leaving the middle class is the most important battle that you could ever face in your entire life, especially for your family. So consider this video, this book, your friendly tap on the shoulder. I want to send you a free copy of this book because I believe that abundance is your birthright. I believe that abundance is freedom. And I believe that this book is right for you. In fact, I believe in that so much that I will send you the book for free. All you have to do is cover the cost of shipping. I'll eat the cost. I'll take the loss. And all you have to do is get the book and dominate your reality right now and apply the principles so you can be the best person for your life that is yours. Fill out the form sitting right there to the right. Go ahead, dominate your reality. I can't wait to send you my book. I can't wait to meet you. I can't wait to have you as someone that's been on the journey with me. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can plan better. You can dominate.
when the pandemic began, I had the biggest problem in the world, not making money. The pandemic was actually quite a blessing for me as it almost made me a billionaire. I came really close. So the pandemic was a blessing. It was hiring people. And get this, everybody. I had 48 job positions open during the pandemic. $22 an hour with paid training. And I could not find a single person for two years to fit any of those 48 job positions. Hear me well. 48 job positions. $22 an hour. Paid training. And I couldn't find someone, not one person, for those job positions. Now, is it because I hire slowly? True. But it's because I wasn't using ZipRecruiter. And that's a fact. I wasn't getting to the right people for the right position to fit my right culture. And there are so many different things that you can do this summer. As a matter of fact, you can free up as much time as you want to. But if you're not using ZipRecruiter, you're probably not going to free up that time if you're attempting to hire people. So what is ZipRecruiter? What is probably the greatest job finder that's out there? And that's why you need ZipRecruiter. You need it so you can find the right candidates. Now, it's not that ZipRecruiter helps you find jobs. It's more accurately that ZipRecruiter takes your culture, takes your job, takes what you're looking for, and immediately matches them with the perfect candidate. And if the if it's if they can't find a perfect candidate, they will skip over that person and then give you the perfect candidate for you. ZipRecruiter uses one of its most powerful tools, which is the technology itself, to match the right candidates up with your job. You can easily review uh, their recommendations and easily review their recommended candidates and invite these candidates to apply for your top positions. Additionally, ZipRecruiter has a complete suite of tools that makes it easy for you to filter out, uh, review, and rate candidates. Four out of five employees uh, have been used by four out of five employers on ZipRecruiter. It is a blessing. And no wonder ZipRecruiter is rated number one hiring site in the world based on G2 satisfaction ratings as of this year, January 1st. My friends, soak up everything I said. It's not an ad. This is a personal testimony of how I found the right people to sit in the right seat on the right bus. Without ZipRecruiter, it wouldn't have been possible. So how do you take advantage of what I'm talking about? Well, you go to ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. All spelled the regular way. That's Zip, Z-I-P, Recruiter, R-E-C-R-U-I-T-E-R, ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B.
be. And I promise you, you will be grateful that you did so. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. It's also in the show notes.